and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 354. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Matt P. Video. Matt, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. You came to me first again. I think that's becoming the routine at this point, is that you come to me first. Well, okay, okay, okay. Let me say it like this. If I do a routine and come to both of you, can we get out of the habit of saying, oh my God, you came to me first? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll be Let's honest. I like the habit of saying, oh my God, you came to me first. I hate it. I hate it. And the wonderful Mr. <laughs> Crash plays. Crash, how are you? Too fresh Crash himself. I'm doing good. How, yeah, how are you, Mr. Boss Man? Mr. Boss, <laughs> Mr. Boss Man. <laughs> I am, I am a okay. Thank you very much for asking. I do appreciate it. As as your boss man, I appreciate you asking me how I'm doing. <laughs> it reminds me of the time when I go into my local chicken shop and I say, "Hey, boss man, two pieces of chicken and chips." <laughs> and how are you doing? And you know, you're giving me that same feeling, Crash. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I feel like I haven't spoken to you guys in ages, and then, yeah, it feels the other day. It's one of those weird ones. I know. I know. We've got pretty good. Honestly, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's just a thing that happens when you podcast. Because, like, ever since me and you started doing my Xbox with me, I feel like that's slowly happened to me and you. It's like, (laughs) we talked the other day, but it feels like we haven't talked forever. (laughs) Ever since we started the podcast, we no longer just speak about anything. No. it's really sad that's it's, what happens when you podcast with your you're friends you're also busier as well okay that's true that's true so that's what like i was gonna say there's so much going on to talk yeah mm, mm, whatever whatever if you didn't know my xbox and me is our weekly xbox podcast right here on youtube.com slash my xbox and me and of course all podcast services if you want the show early and a patreon exclusive episode here over to patreon.com slash mc fixer if you are listening to this the day that it went out and beyond doesn't really matter you will be able to listen to our very first patreon exclusive episode uh we talk about all sorts of things go check it out we talk about marvel we talk about a potential new job for myself we talk about loads absolutely loads so if you are someone who can afford to give a couple of bucks i think we're putting it up at the two dollar level by the way so if you're just someone who can afford two bucks come over to patreon.com slash mcfixer help keep the lights on and get yourself a piece of exclusive content while you are at it um Big shout out to our Patreon producers, Erin Guard and FNH Paul. Shout out to FNH Paul. He got COVID. I met up with him and then he got uh, COVID. Oh. Yikes. Why'd you, give him, why'd you give him COVID? Fix? I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't me. Just as he was about to leave the country, he got COVID. So he's stuck here longer. Yeah, but he was stuck in a hotel room. Yeah, fix got him COVID. I didn't want him to leave so bad that I was like, yeah. yo, time to get COVID, my homie. Um, But yeah, shout out to him. Hope you're feeling much, much better better uh topic of the show this week boys uh xbox and bethesda showcase set for june 12th this one broke just after we finished recording last week's typical yep uh xbox and bethesda have announced that their summer showcase which would have been their e3 showcase and it feels so weird to not call it that will air on june 12th at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern and 6 p.m uk time um this show will include the upcoming games uh, to xbox and pc as well as game uh, game pass of course um what, what, what we got a couple of questions so we'll bring them in straight away um and one from indie flick who says with xbox and bethesda showcase getting a date no doubt you guys will be planning some predictions so what are your top three most likely announcements and alternately what would be 
top three of your personal lists. So this isn't predictions. So we're going to do a predictions episode on the week before, which I believe is the third, if I've got my dates right. I believe it's the third of June. So um, I think I've got... Um, yeah, third of... No, 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 I'm June lying. Be a Friday. Yeah, but I'm lying because the showcase is the showcase is on the twelfth. The 13th. So we can still do the tenth. No. Yeah. Twelfth. Is it twelfth? Showcase 12th. is on the twelfth. We will be recording. So we can do it on the seventh. <laughs> no, no. So we could. Yeah. So we'll record on the seventh, which means we can do the prediction yet. episode. We'll be out on the tenth. Mm. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Not only that, haven't spoken to the boys. But there will be a pre-show, post-show, and live reactions over on youtube.com slash myxboxandme. That is where you will get to see at least myself, I can confirm. And I can confirm Crash as well. But Matt, I don't know what he gets up to. Crash, shut up. You already know. You already know you have no <laughs> choice. Confirm nothing. I can confirm. Crash will be there, all right? I'm sorry, boss man. We didn't have no conversation about this one. <laughs> Uh, Matt, are you around to do a live reaction and all that? My calendar's empty, so... So, Matt, be there yes. as well. YouTube.com slash me. Go and click the subscribe button over there if you want to see our live reactions and all that. But back to the question. Um, most likely announcements... Let's take one each. There's three here. Top three, so let's take one each. Most likely announcements, number one, I think, is we see Starfield. Obviously, we finally see Starfield gameplay. The yeah. game is due out very, very soon. Um, Bethesda have obviously shown this is how they do things. Uh, the, yeah, the, we're going to see Starfield finally and actually see some gameplay and see all of the nooks and crannies of what it is we're actually going to be doing in this this game that people are super, super, super excited for. You know, I'm I'm lukewarm, but other people are super excited for it. <laughs> you know, Chris. Yeah, yeah. What, oh Matt, 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 go on. What's what's the what's the what's the one on the tip of your tongue? I was just gonna say Bethesda typically, I think, do very good gameplay demos when they when they sort of come out with them. I will always remember the Fallout Three one. It's gonna be blown away with that. Fallout um, Four. I thought the Fallout Four one was really good. Yeah. I remember. So, oh my god, base building, and then I never played I, it at all. <laughs> I do have a question. Yeah. Um, with it being tied to Microsoft, do we think we get the same type of? gameplay demo that we have in the past when it's been just bethesda yeah because yeah. they did well that's they literally the the fallout 4 one the one that i'm speaking about the the base build and all that that was all done at xbox's showcase that wasn't even done at their own showcase yeah oh, that was a, okay that was an right. xbox's showcase and they like like todd howell come out on stage and like yeah it was a whole because they did oh, a right. weird they showing at bethesda's. stuff like that as well exactly yeah they had the bethesda's whole like, one they did a very it. strange one where we're like is yeah. that it and then there was like, see more at the Xbox showcase. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, no, right. I think, I think okay, we get a so full-on yeah. full showing like we've had before, yeah. Um, I think I think a good chance we get Avowed this year as well. Okay. Um, I think it would be odd not to get Avowed at this point, unless it's like super, super far off. Uh, you mean you mean see Avowed? I see gameplay. Not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. get Avowed, but see yeah. Avowed. Like, get it. As in I, showing it at a conference this year. For yeah, a second, yeah. I thought you were on about like a shadow drop, and it's available at the <laughs> no, end of the no, conference. No, 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 no. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, but no, 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 that's not <laughs> no, what I meant. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I do think there yeah. is something like that, though. Like at, when they did Fallout 4, I think it was still at the Xbox conference, they yeah, announced Fallout Shelter and, and dropped it there and then. And so I think we get something dropped straight away at the end of the conference so do you think it's like a mobile game or like some sort of smaller 
experience a, a halo map or mode or i don't i don't know it could be oh, anything okay like, so you're not saying so you're just talking a game you're talking Xbox, about something not. something will get and that that's save that for the prediction episode man save oh. it for the prediction save it for prediction <laughs> what is your guaranteed you're not going to predict it so you might as well say it right now one that Oh, I don't know. That's hard to, to no. do something that I wouldn't predict on the thing. Yeah, don't yeah, do predictions, that, obviously. It's super I, easy. I did a prediction. <laughs> My predictions are always out there and wacky because it's boring. Otherwise. I want to win this year. Yeah, I want to win this year this bad. Year. I really So, I, I okay, I, I want to get this out the way. Are we doing wacky and out, like not obvious predictions or are we doing obvious predictions to get points? What I think we should do, because we've got a dedicated audience now that will actually yeah. call us on our bullshit, unlike other years where we've sort of made it up as we've gone along. I think we let somebody... I think... I'm not going to lie. I'm putting a little bit of pressure on him here. But I reckon Original Cookie Man comes through, and he he comes through with the point system. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm talking like... We can say whatever the hell we want, and like he will, will determine how good your answer was compared to your prediction. And again, putting a lot of pressure out there on him, but he's a very well-spoken right. uh, human being. I've seen that in his emails. I think he could tell you this up. I'm just saying. Oh, his word is I final. I think he definitely could. I think, yeah. no, I think if he says you man. don't get a point, you don't, you get, don't a get a point. If he says you get point two points, you get point two That's points. That's what I'm no saying. Like, if he's giving you 0 0.3 of a point, I mean, that's what you're getting at. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm going... I do. I always, we do five usually, don't we? So yeah. I always go with two. This is never going to happen, and then three, and then three, possibly. Three. That's what I okay. do. But you have a, hey, you okay. do you because no, no. All I, I just, is, I just, I don't want comes, you to go like super out there with your predictions, and then me go super out there, like me keep it like very like we're gonna get avowed and we're gonna get yeah, Starfield. No, 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 no. That's, I that's, just, I want to be in line with the predictions. That, yeah. I mean, you can do that and be a. a I won't say. I, no, the word. I, I won't say the word on the podcast, but you know exactly <laughs> what I'm referencing. You of can, course. you can be one of those if you want to, Matt. But me personally, I'm not gonna do that. I think I barely scored a point last year. My <laughs> I don't think serves. any of us barely scored a <laughs> I know, point. Yeah, that is I last year was horrible. Yeah, I can guarantee you, one of my predictions will not get a point, as it does it every single year. <laughs> Just a dud, a big old yeah. dud. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think another surefire one just to top off the top three. I think, uh, I think we see Forza Horizon. No, not Horizon. Just Forza Motorsport. I think that's that's a given. If I'm being honest with you, so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. with like the year that they've had and Forza generally comes out yep. almost every year. Every right? other. Yeah. It's usually every other, right? So you usually get your Horizon and you get your Motorsport and give or take, give or take. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think, I think the three, yeah, I think they're pretty much, pretty much guaranteed. What would be your number one personal one? Not, again, this is not on the prediction, but like, like you can have whatever you want at this showcase. What would be the one guaranteed? If you say Digimon Crash, I'm punching you in the throat. I swear to God, if you say Digimon, you're getting punched. I was going to say Digimon. Oh, He's I know what you're going to say. Of course you know. <laughs> Everyone should know. It's going to be Killer Instinct. Oh my God. There's no doubt. It's going to happen this year. It's going to happen. You'll hear about it again when we do the prediction episode. You know what? My my big personal one would be go on we see a train fly past the screen 
clown lands on it, launching January 1st, Matt wins a pizza debt. <laughs> yeah, match. Like, January 1st on Game on Pass. On Game Pass. You're so Matt petty. You're so petty. What the hell? I think um, mine would be... Um, I've been saying it, but like that Undead Labs... Uh, not Undead Labs. Um, we see Compulsion's game, and it's actually like sick i've been saying for a while since i watched that compulsion games um documentary that i have a really good feeling about their next game don't ask me why don't ask me why but something's telling me it's gonna be good so i yeah that would be that would be the one for me personally if i can that would be top of my list because i want to be proven right you know i love being right so we'll see we'll see <laughs> I, I, it is. I mean crash you know me i love being right eh? i know? i would love a proper good look extended look and i don't necessarily think it'll be here but um at uh marvel's midnight suns oh yeah i don't think i i is that announced for xbox and playstation right now or consoles yeah. like in general i i, I don't hope so think so don't do this to me. i don't fresh. recall it being announced on consoles i could be wrong about that and i know xcom did come to consoles but that happened sometime after midnight PC. suns yes yeah, it's, it's coming out on switch is it, it? okay no no, no. I, I don't know. I don't recall. I swear it it's got very, shown it's it's coming possible. out on Switch and all this rubbish. Very, very possible. I just don't recall it. Chris, you just deleted a question, but you're going to put that question I, it's back not, in the thing? I'm going to put it... It's not a question for... I this. know. I'm just you scared. You scared me, Chris. You scared me. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, moving okay, it because okay. I don't want okay. you to read it and get lost. I don't get lost. Yeah. Midnight yeah. uh, Suns is coming to everything, including Switch and yeah. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Don't listen to Chris. I just don't know... No, no, no. I was very open-ended that I did not recall it getting announced for console. That's Ooh. all I said. Okay, fair enough. Fair are, you guys, are, you, are you guys excited at all for this uh, showcase? Yeah. Yes. It's still E3. We're no, all still pretending it's, not, it's, it's E3. It's not E3. It's not E3. No. It's not nobody's it's pretending it's E3. Nope. It's nobody's pretending it's E3. Nope. Everybody complained about E3, and then everybody wanted E3 back, and then E3 came back, and everybody's like, why is E3 coming back? Nobody mm -hmm. nobody feels like it's E3 here no more. <laughs> nobody feels anything. Talk that talk, Chris. It's talk that talk. That's Xbox the facts. conference at this point. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, I'm... I'm, hmm. I'm hyped. I think this, this year is going to be a year of a good amount of gameplay from Xbox. You think we see Indiana Jones? They've shown a lot. <sighs> no. That's no, a prediction episode that conversation. All. That is a, yeah. you're, right, you're right. You're right. Let's move on. Let's move on to fix the sack. <laughs> Remember, you can email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at MCFixer at Matt P Video at Krishnik Plays with the hashtag MXAM. Or you can be in the Discord, which is in the description below of this audio podcast and the video. So go and join the Discord. Have a bit of fun there. First question comes from I believe it's Jesus. I'm going to say it like that. Yeah. With the roadmap of Halo Infinite being shown and fans upset that some features uh, that were promised long ago, such as co-op and Forge, are still a ways away, do you think 343 and other Xbox studios are in need of a small, smaller support studios that could work alongside the main studio to keep content coming? It's a great question. Um... I don't know. I don't know if, if 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 smaller support studios are the thing they need. I think it's more a case of understanding the market better, right? And being better prepared. Like, you shouldn't talk about things that you don't have 
until you have them. You shouldn't even allude to them. You shouldn't even... It would have been... I think for me with Halo, especially Infinite, especially if you've played the game, you know exactly what we're talking about here, where it's like, if you just played the game and said, no, there's no co-op, and then I, six months down the line, they were like, oh, now we've had a co-op, everyone would be super happy. But it's because it was spoken I, about beforehand. No? No, not with Halo. Okay. If you if you announced there's no co-op in Halo, people would be just as mad, if not more mad. But it makes because, sense. Oh, no, no, no. I We've had this conversation. It makes so much sense for this game not to have co-op. Mm. At least not out the gate, right? Yeah. It just... At 3 for 3 already has a very bad um, history with the hardcore... I'm going to put hardcore yeah, in air quotes because it's a very like small group of the Halo community, but a very loud group of the Halo community that essentially hates everything they do. <laughs> and if they said there's no co-op, that group would have been blown out of proportion and it would have spread like wildfire everywhere and 343 would have gotten a lot more flack for like no co-op no forge none of these stuff that are quote-unquote promised are promised because they've been in past games and they want to implement it and i agree with you on forge it's just the co-op stuff that i think like someone like even like me i'm like oh that would have been a nice surprise six months a year I agree. Line. like and then it's just there but yeah i don't know matt what you gonna say sir hit me no, I, I totally agree with Crash. I, th I think because co-op campaign is just so baked into the nature of Halo and the franchise. But not um, of this game. Not of this game. No, I know. It's yeah, so I know, obviously it's not meant to be. Like, yeah, but it's so obviously not meant to be there. I agree. But also, if you look at, let's say Resident Evil, right? You yep. viewed Resident Evil as a stapleist, uh, horror, survival horror type game, right? Yep. Then Resident Evil 4, and then especially 5, and so on and so forth, become action games. Mm -hmm. They lose that element, and you don't like the fact they lost that element, correct? Yeah. And for some people, Halo is a co-op game, and okay. that is the element they love okay. about it. Okay, I concede. I concede. Whatever. If, we, if they told me they were going to add an update to make it a horror game a year down the line, I'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah. But that's the difference between a Resident Evil fan and yeah. a Halo fan. Yeah, it yeah. coming down the line is not enough for that. <laughs> if they were like, yeah, we're just going to remake this whole game, like, no problem. Okay. Uh -oh. I, I also think, though, down the line isn't that bad. It's, it's the fact that it keeps getting missed now, right? And, like, and even Halo initially was delayed and it's like okay well that was a bit of smoke and mirrors because you wanted to sell the launch of the new xbox and uh, yeah. um but the fact that co-op and forge now are just keep getting pushed and they're like yeah have last spot standing instead which i haven't tried yet but yeah it keeps getting pushed and there's like an absence of other content that the game needs yeah which to be fair to the point of the question like smaller uh support studios can help with that but i think there's a danger with like relying too much on smaller support studios where you get into the Call of Duty territory, where you start making almost every studio a support studio for your biggest franchises. Not saying that Microsoft would fall into this, but we do see it occasionally happen with studios, where a studio, instead of being able to work on their own stuff, they become designated support studios, which yeah. is an unfortunate thing, especially when you see talented studios uh, go down that route. For sure. Next question comes from a little young lad named MC Fixer. Never heard of this guy before, but says, hey guys, question for the podcast. Long time fan, first time writer. When the hell did Gears 5 have a map builder? And with that, with them removing it, even I wrote this question, I still can't read it properly. Uh, <laughs> with them removing it from the game, does this mean Forge Mode will have the same fate? Thanks, MC Fixer. So, so first give... of all... <laughs> okay. 
First of all, this MC Fixer fella, not the biggest Gears fan, obviously, right? We can all agree on that. I not the biggest Gears fan. Mm, yeah, mm, I'm pretty. You, you I'm, disagree, Fix? Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's a very big Gears fan. Very. Big. I don't think so. Because oh. a very big Gears fan would have remembered the fact they had a map builder. Uh, yeah, he just, I just, it just didn't, yeah. it just didn't know. Yeah. This, this guy just, he just, he just didn't, didn't know. know. He just didn't know. He just missed that. He's a he fan of the posters. That. The cover <laughs> art, the cover art's really cool. Whoa, bro, the this game's crazy. No, yeah, all, yeah, all jokes yeah. aside. So th I saw this on um, Instagram as I was, I was on the train going to do um, some filming for something, and I literally saw this pop up on my Instagram. He's so this guy's so not a fan. He follows the Gears of War Instagram, you know. And I was just like, it's easy to hit a follow button. <laughs> okay, keep it one hundred with me did you actually know gears 5 had a map yes Matt? this is something that they pushed no. matt doesn't know anything about gears 5 he hasn't even played the game <laughs> yeah good i've point. played like two hours of the game good point good. I, I was just a little shocked i was like oh i didn't know this was a thing they had a map builder oh. the map you wonder why you didn't know it's a thing because the map builder is only for the escape mode yeah it's okay, the yeah. escape oh, mode map builder yeah now you've so said even that in the maybe question, i do remember that yeah so even the question where you're like will it be like forge mode like no, no it's it's a map mode it's a map maker maker for escape mode mm. and forge is more than just a map maker as well so thank uh, i'm sure fixer would say thank you for yeah he, fixer question. fixer will enjoy it yeah yeah what why are they removing it have they said uh they don't want to support it anymore they're like trying to focus on the future of the game and so there's like server stuff that they have to support because you can upload them and i'm sure there's like technical issues or whatever i think really it's just like this is acquiring a certain amount of effort that is not worth it so sure. we're just gonna stop doing it because we want to work on the next thing or whatever sure and it's probably also not that big it's probably not enough people to warrant them being like this is something we should continue to support okay i think i think yeah like clearly we don't know how these things work right and and clearly this is more intensive needs more manpower than i would have assumed it did i guess i don't even yeah. know if it needs that much manpower other than the fact that nobody really played escape to begin with so i can only imagine what the numbers for escape map builder are yeah. i played escape yeah cool shit you're a casual guy calling matt casual. a casual is an insult to casual <laughs> that's a great point that's a great point <laughs> great point uh next question comes from top lift 91 it says rumors speculating star wars jedi uh jedi fallen order 2 will be a next gen only do you guys think this is the right move or do you think it will hurt the game's sales it's 100 the right thing to do 100 <laughs> like like i don't yeah i'm i'm i mean I am. I'm, I think I'm of the mind of hey, old is old. So, like, and and I'm in a very privileged position where I'm able to get old of everything, and I have everything, and I'm a big baby, and I get everything that I want, and wow, wow, wow. But from a gameplay uh, building perspective, from a development point of view, right, you want to be able to build to the best specs, the best PCs, the best game consoles, um, and you don't want to be limited with power, right? I think yeah. people also forget that this game. And uh, mm, I might need correcting on this. I think I played this game pre-release. But when I played this game, it was bad. Like, it was worlds not loading in, falling through the floor, broken in I, places, bad. It was a very, very buggy experience for me when I played it. Exactly. And so, yes. Yeah. Next gen I only. I think also, fine. Um, consoles are way more readily available now i know yep. uh, xbox has been selling well playstation also like there's selling. more playstation 
Let's hold there for a Xbox second. Xbox has been so crazy good. Xbox, be, yeah. we don't like, the, to be fair, the news came out at a weird point for us where like, it, it kind of missed us, but Xbox is selling amazingly. Yeah. Like better yeah. than the 360. That's how yeah. good the Xbox is selling right now. So congratulations to Xbox number shout one out, for that. Shout out to the Series S that uh, <clears throat> two people on this podcast would recommend you guys not buy. So I mean, to be fair to him, yeah. And then Matt's like, I regret that. He did say that. He did say that. He did say that. Yeah, yeah. You walked that back real quick, Matt. He did say that. You walked that back real quick, Matt. I personally, no. And I, you know what? No, no. I didn't regret that decision. I, no. I bought a TV that was way too expensive, and then to justify that purchase had to go and buy the xbox and just okay. so happened the halo xbox launch at that <laughs> time so let, me, not that. let me just say had let me to. just say retrospective views on a situation don't change a situation in the moment where you walked back the series s mm. I, 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 I would still recommend the series s to the right person which is oh, it's always to the right person my dad <laughs> Man said your dad. No, uh, like if yeah. you don't have a 4K TV and 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 that kind of thing doesn't bother you, the S is an incredible choice. Yeah, sure, sure. Whatever you say, Matt. Whatever you say. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think it's gonna. Well, I oh. mean, will it hurt sales? Yeah, of of course it will technically hurt the sales but, because there isn't as many consoles out there, so potential buyers. But you you also have to remember that like this game isn't coming out probably for like another year or two. Yep. So by then there'll be even more PS5s and Series Xs and Ss on the market. So Yeah. But do I think it's the right thing to do? One hundred percent. I think we're all in agreement yeah. there. Yes. Next question. Origin Cookie Man says, I've recently watched a video arguing that the odd number entries in the Street Fire series are cursed. What do you make of this? Do you think a similar curse applies to other franchises? Um just Cause, Call of Duty, Resident Evil, Assassin's Creed, etc., etc., etc. I mean, I'm not a Street Fighter guy, Chris. You're, <laughs> you're our fighting game expert. Like, is there any, is there any, any, any yeah, credence to this? There's some credence to this. Oh, there is. Oh, damn. <laughs> there is. There is. There is. Um, Street Fighter Five, not the best, from mm. my knowledge. Street Fighter Three, not the best. Uh, Street Fighter One, I'm not entirely sure. Um, a lot of Street Fighter games come out and they're not the best, and then they get fixed with subsequent versions. Like Street Fighter Four had Street Fighter Four Ultimate. Not yeah. to say that Street Fighter Four was bad, but they do get like turbo versions and stuff like that, which was very popular in the arcade area. Yeah. Um, time period for fighting games. Um, I think this is an interesting topic that I don't think I necessarily agree with for most games. Well, yeah. Give me some yeah. examples of ones you don't I, agree with, because I'm trying to think of some. And actually, here, let me let me explain why. Because like a curse implies that like no matter what you do with the franchise, it'll end up being bad by in an odd number. But I just think it's like ego from people who develop games sometimes, or it's like we had this really great game, we can just do the same thing or just sort of put out a game without as much effort, and we have that fan base, and then you go and put it out, and it's not as successful. Uh, uh, yeah, well. Mm. The successful part, I disagree with you on. Yeah, uh, not successful, I, yeah. but like critically acclaimed, I guess okay. would be the better word. Well, yeah, I think Resident Evil 3 is like a big one for me. But the problem is Resident Evil 3 wasn't meant to be Resident Evil 3. 
because of contract obligations right. is why it was Resident Evil 3. But then Code Veronica would have been free, and that means it would have been one of the best Resident Evil games ever made. So... Do you put that down to a curse? Maybe it's cursed. Was Resident Evil 1 good? Sorry, what was that? What was Resident Evil 1 good? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Resident yeah. Evil 5, not good? No. And everybody knows Resident Evil 6 is the f best game ever, so this has to be true for Resident Evil. That's, that point. was kind of my problem here, but... but yeah, Resident Evil 5 is Would you say bad. that Resident Evil 8 is better than Resident Evil 7? Resident Evil 8 is better than... Yeah. Uh, um, no. Resident Evil 7 is better than Resident Evil 8. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Whatever you say, big man. Whatever you say. Um... I, the reason I can say that is because I've not even, I've not even thought about Resident Evil 8 since I beat it. Not even thought about it again. Like when I think Resident Evil, I don't even put that game in the in the series. You know what? You know what you have to do, Matt. In like another half a year or a year, you have mm. to convince Fix that he to just play didn't, again. Like he has to play the game again, mm -hmm. and he didn't understand it the first time he played it. I mean, it worked with Resident um, Evil Seven. It worked with Resident when, Evil Seven. Just saying. When we uh, when we get Resident Evil Eight announced at some point in Fake E Three, uh, sorry Nine announced at some point in Fake E Three, mm. um, he'll have to go back and play it, won't he? Probably. Will he? Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, old games old. Mm, mm. Uh, Call of Duty amazing. odd games <laughs> cursed? Did, I don't think Call of Duty odd games are cursed. Well, no, because they stopped. They kind of dropped the numbers as well. It's kind of... It's a hard argument to have. Okay, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. I, don't ask me. Like... I Seven is an odd number. Seven's fantastic. Seven's amazing. That's there what you I can go. tell you. Nine's well, good nine's as well. Good. I was going to say, Nine's like considered one of the greatest as well. Um, 11's the MMO, which people loved back in the day. Yep. I, d I don't he, think this this question this 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 holds holds. I think it works crazy. for Street Fighter. Yeah. And in certain cases, like Assassin's Creed, you can make the argument with um. I was going to say Assassin's Creed, Creed one, Creed. which I love, and then Assassin's Creed three, which retrospectively, looking at Assassin's Creed three, I don't think it's as bad as I remember, but I I do think it's a big big um move away from what assassin's creed previously was more into like the modern area isn't era assassin's creed 3 got games. like a 20 hour tutorial it has a long tutorial it's like i don't want to say how long it's like six hours it's like six hours to say that it's a tutorial i think it isn't fair to it because it's a big story piece and the reveal you get in the tutorial is big the oh, problem okay. is after you do that they put you into you play uh the young main character when he's a child oh, and they put you through bad. a second tutorial. Oh, it's what always it feels bad. like. Nope. And it's not great. Gotcha. I don't know for sure, but I bet like, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I think is widely considered one of the best ones. I bet you you're still getting pieces of tutorial 20 hours into that thing. Cause it's got so many mechanics in that game. Yeah. Um, but pieces, I agree, but pieces of tutorial and feeling like they put you through a whole second tutorial is different. It was very different. Uh, but what I was going to say is is you said you loved Assassin's Creed 1. When was the last time you yeah. played Assassin's Creed 1? I played through it like three or four times when it came out. I haven't played through it recently. But with if that's going to be your argument, most games fall off the older they get. Yeah. Most games. 100%. 100%. And nostalgia carries you through it. I sure. don't. I'm not somebody who nostalgia carries through, my, through me through much. Okay, Facts. Fair enough. Personally. Moving on to the next question. A wild army <laughs> says, 
With Sony not letting people stack up for their new subscription program, my question is, why do you think they do that? And do you think Xbox will ever stop us from stacking Game Pass? I personally think that Sony should let us uh, stack up. I personally think Sony should let us stack us only because... Crash, I'm going to knock you out. Move your cursor. Only because you are then tied to the ecosystem for X amount of time without renewing. Like I think I'm tied to Xbox till 2024. Also with Game Pass, the amount uh, of time you can cause people to forget that they have a subscription and then depending on if you do one free or a year can really cause harm on your bank account if you forget. Why do I think Sony are not doing this? Because Sony are weird at the moment, man. Not that they're weird. They're the weird. It's very easy. No. Why does Microsoft let it happen? Because, because they want to make Microsoft money. is Microsoft. Microsoft is a very, very wealthy company. Money. That can take the hit of people. Do you know what stacking is? It's not when you buy multiple copies and you stack up 36 months. It's when you... Um, stacking is when you buy like 36 months of gold. And then you get um, Game Pass Ultimate. And it converts all the gold to Game Pass Ultimate. Ah, uh, that's what I do. So with Sony, it's like you could buy a certain tier or whatever, and they give you. I think it's PlayStation now, and they'll give you the highest tier, which is okay. more expensive. That makes. And way for more Sony, sense. I think it really comes to the fact that Sony doesn't have as much money, and like Microsoft can take that hit, whereas Sony necessarily can't take that hit because you have to remember, PlayStation is the biggest earner for Sony. Yeah, I think this is on the other. Just now I understand what stacking up is. Sorry, I thought I just meant stacking. The amounts that no, no, you no. Could buy. they um, they disabled it for right now. I'm pretty sure they'll enable it back when like the system's fully integrated. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Xbox is just happy to have you. PlayStation, know you'll be there. <laughs> I think we also need to remember that like we are in that like we you know we talk about it that top one percent, that top naught point one percent of gamers that care about the industry in this way that know that that's even possible. Like, yeah. I don't think people are actually like a lot of people are actually doing this. I think most people are probably paying the normal amount, the yearly or the, the monthly even. Um, and, and I think it's a, a very, very tiny minority that are, you know, using a VPN to buy gold through Brazil and then <laughs> stacking it. That's, that's even more steps. I mean, that's, that's a whole different thing. Allegedly. I'm going to tell you, if you do that, Matt, or no, if anybody don't, does don't that, put Matt on the bus like that. I'm not going to put Matt on that bus. But if somebody does do that, they should not do that because you fuck up Brazil's prices for Game Pass and things like that. Their prices get inflated because people from America or the UK or whatever, where they have more money available. And I'm not talking about, I don't know um, Brazil's like financial, like how their economy is or anything like that. But people do that. I know they do that with Smite and stuff like that, where they will buy stuff in other countries through VPNs and stuff like that because they can get it for cheaper and it messes with the prices of that place. Exactly. And you, you know, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm on that Bing point life. Good That's point. very true. You are on that yeah. Bing point life. We forgot. We forgot about the Bing point life. We're sorry. Um, last question for this week and fix the sack. Top lift 91 says, I've been rather fortunate in my gaming life to have had practically every console I can think of growing up from Nintendo entertainment system through to the current gen uh, through to the current gen my favorite of which was the ps2 which was your favorite console growing up and how would you rank your top 10 top 10 is probably a bit faster we'll do top five that's long yeah i'll do top five um number to start off my favorite console is probably the ps2 is probably my favorite console of all time if i have to 
it's hard. It's a toss-up between the 360 and the PS2. The PS2 was such a important console in my childhood that I have extremely fond memories of. Like, uh, having friends come over. I remember us playing the Lords of the Rings game, the Bouncer. Like, they, the list goes on. Like, the list goes on of how much I love the PS2. Where the 360 was the first time I ever played online. So that holds an even more special place in my heart. And obviously, without the Xbox 360, I'm not sat here doing this podcast. I wouldn't have that love for Xbox the way I... I mean, I bought Connect and I bought... I, You know, like, I've had it all when it comes to the 360. I went through the whole spectrum. I bought the, the chat pad, you know, the, the I had headsets. Like, it just made me the gamer who I am today, the 360. But if I probably had to go hand on my heart, the 360 probably has better games, but the nostalgia of the PS2 probably sits with me a lot a lot more, you know? Minecraft? Bro, I remember when I first got Minecraft on the 360, man. That was a that was a moment. That's when Fixer became MC Fixer. That isn't when I became MC Fixer. I was MC Fixer well before that. No, but I remember. Like, I remember like I remember my mum screaming at me down the hall, like, shut, and I will swear here, because I'm quoting my mum, which was, shut the fuck up, because it's me <laughs> and my friends screaming because there's a creeper coming by. And where, and where, when did, when did Minecraft come out? Do the math. I, I was born in 92. So, like, I'm, a, I'm an old enough man at that point, you know, where I should be screaming about creepers. But it just sits, that moment sits with me, you know? I remember buying Haley her 360 and being like, this is how we're going to communicate in our relationship. <laughs> like, we are going to jump on Xbox and you're going to jump in an Xbox party with me and my friend Mickey and my, my friend Jack and we're going to play, we're going to play stuff and she's like, I'm not playing anything, I've just got my Xbox on. My Xbox is just on so I can hang out with you guys. So maybe it is the 360. <laughs> maybe it's the 360. What about you though, Matt? What would be your favourite console if you had to put hand on heart pick one right now go i think it's i think it's the 360 because oh. i think what, what you said is is spot on like it's the reason that i am the gamer i am today like the, the my mates who i talk about playing games with online is our version of going to the pub that started with call of duty 4 on the 360 yeah. and and i think that might be the game that i've put the most amount of time into yep. in my entire life um and and so it's so special like that that integration with internet and it just being so far ahead in that regard of the PS3 at the time. Yep. And um and it just it it just worked and it was great and it was perfect and it was everything you needed it to be. Um and I even remember when they did that like big UI overhaul, right? And yeah. like, oh. it, actually it just got better. Like people bitched and moaned about it for a week or whatever because he didn't know where stuff was. But yep. like they went away from the blades and people were the mad blades. about it. The blades, the blades were so important. But not only that, dude, demos. Demos yeah. back then were the shit. Like, yep. I remember playing the Fight Night demo just constantly and being like, Mom, can I buy this? And she's like, no, we can't afford that. Play that demo, though. And I'm like, okay, I will, Mom. I will. Also, I Demos think would last me, a lifetime. Dude, <laughs> yeah, exactly, did. 100%. But, and also, I think that, like, opened the world of, like, indie games as well, right? Like, yep. Geometry Wars and, like, other stuff that was yeah. on the Xbox Live Arcade. Um that kind of yeah open this other world that it's not just Call of Duty and FIFA and the other like big temple games that I was playing at the time. Um, I mean, I, yeah. The Walking Dead. Like I remember when yeah. that came out and then being like, 
I wasn't into the Walking Dead TV show that heavily at that moment, but I remember playing the game. I remember I was at my uncle, you know, Fishy uh, Crash. I was at my uncle's house and he was like, oh, there's a Walking Dead game. Let's buy it now. And he used his Microsoft points. Yeah, you kids don't remember those. But he used oh, yeah. his Microsoft points to yeah. buy the game. Like, yeah, I remember that. Such I remember. A con. Uh, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> to be like, we're going to price our games so that you have to buy more Microsoft points than you need. <laughs> like, it's such a bullshit move. Bro, I'm so glad we moved away from that. But I remember that. Well, I re I, yeah, go on, Crash, please. V-Bucks are still a thing, I was going to say. Like, yeah, it's but still like, happening. No, but Microsoft have moved different. away yeah, from yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think it's different when you buy currency in a game because you know what you're buying in that game. Like, you are buying this currency for Microsoft points. You're essentially buying money to yeah. spend money on yeah. Xbox. Um... For me, I, it's a toss-up between two consoles, the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, which, like, for both those consoles, I don't think I would be as into games now if it wasn't for them, because then I wouldn't have experienced a gem like Joe and Mac, too. <laughs> but yeah, I, for me, it really is a toss-up of when in my childhood I played those, but those I have very, very fond memories of yeah. and are both consoles that like without them i probably wouldn't have played games the way i do they were my first time really experiencing games and stuff like that so i think i'd give it to super nintendo but sega genesis also had like a lot of battle toads which i've talked a whole bunch about mm. i played on sega genesis um and then there's more recent stuff like with the 360 i think the 360 era was when i stopped viewing games in terms of this is these are 360 games and i stopped tying the experiences i had with games to consoles agree unless it was an exclusive so yeah. that's why like for both the 360 ps3 xbox one and so on and so forth it's hard to ever put those for me as one of my favorite consoles because i don't tie the games i play to those consoles dude the, the 360 was just it was remarkable but like i said the for me mega drive like i've said this before i'll say it again like without streets of rage Boy, that was a that was a whole movement. Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, Bejeweled, uh, Shinobi, like those games. Those are the games that made me a gamer. But I think the 360 yeah. is the reason. The reason MC Fix it is that's where I discovered IGN. That's where I discovered like video game YouTube and all that stuff. Like that's yeah. that's when so, it became a, a different world. Like I was because you got to remember I was a casual. People don't realize this yeah. about me. Like. You can probably tell in certain regards because I still play a hell of a lot of FIFA, still play NBA. Like I was a casual, but I still dabbled in more games than my friends. So I would still play the odd game here or there, and they're like, "What the hell is this? Like, why are you playing this?" And the thing we forgot about, and it's a hundred percent the 360, Matt. It has to be because I'd never played more games in my life until gamer school was a thing, and I'm talking about everything. I played. If a game had easy gamer score, it was over. It shout was, out to Viva Pinata. Shout out to King Kong. Shout out to Avatar the Airbender. Shout out to... I could keep going. Like, I'm talking about... There was an NBA game that gave you... a hundred. I think it was like 106 gamer score. And I was so angry. It messed up my numbers. So then you had to go and find a game that would get, then get a four gamer score. It was... 360 is heads and shoulders above everything. Yes. Has to be. Has that King be. Kong game was dope. Yeah. And I would put 360 up there as well because fucking great controller that is basically yes. just 
only tiny bit iterated on each time um, and still stand strong. I don't know. The Duke really. Oh, my really God. Get out of here. Um, we won't do our top five because we've we've gone long enough. We'll do that. Maybe we'll save that for another question, Top Death. Ask it again for maybe next week or the week after. But, yeah. Um, oh, man. So, oh, damn. That's brought back so many warm memories inside of me. Do you know what I, I know. mean? Like, memories I've forgotten about. But now I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did do that. You know what I really enjoy as well? Like when, when I booted up Fable 2 the other week and we talked about it, um, just seeing the Xbox 360 UI in there. Yeah. And like when you, yeah. The, the, I, I still appreciate the, the that. The Xbox logo thing. swerving yeah, through yeah. your face. Yeah. yeah. Big, big. Uh, let's jump into what's been in our box. Crash, we'll kick off with you. What have you been playing, dude? I've, I've been playing a little game called Overwatch 2. Oh. Yeah. The I've been beta. playing quite a bit of it. Yeah. The beta. Um, watched about four hours of a stream to get into it. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually, I really like it. I forgot how much I actually enjoyed Overwatch because back then I did play quite a bit of Overwatch and haven't played it in a while. Yeah. Um, I personally like the changes they've made. I like one less tank. Um, I do think I've seen a lot of people complaining about the Overwatch 2 labeling and how there isn't a lot different. And I do think that ultimately, like, I disagree with the complaints, but I also agree with the idea behind them because it's Blizzard's fault for calling it Overwatch 2. Because okay. you get the game if you have Overwatch 1. And so where the, a lot of the complaints are like, this isn't new and all this stuff is like, you're not paying for the game. So like those complaints, like it's not, they're not trying to get you to buy it, but they're yeah. valid complaints because Blizzard set them up to the... To, get complained on by calling it overwatch 2 and trying to ship that um but i like it i like the change to tanks i like one less tank i feel like um it changes the game limp enough where the game was very very defense heavy before uh it feels like it's a lot more fast paced which makes the game feel funner um biggest complaint is that there's not really any changes to support characters but they've already talked about like that's stuff that they're looking into and things like that um yeah i like the new maps i like the new game mode i do think there's some balancing issues with some of the changes that they've done but it is a beta and some of that stuff will get changed okay okay um am i coming back are you gonna force me back in are you fixed you were never in to come back it's a fair statement fair statement <laughs> matt what have you been planned <laughs> um Still chugging along with Elden Ring. Sorry I didn't stream everybody on Monday night, but I wasn't feeling very good. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm still chugging along in that. Still really enjoying it. Jumped back into I Am Fish again and oh. almost threw my control through a wall. And so we're not going back into that game okay, anymore. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough, oh fair enough. God, it, got, it got too much. Um, and, ooh, I started a little game that you both uh, very thoroughly enjoyed, I believe, called Tell Me Why. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. And me and Emma are playing through it now. And, um, yeah, I think we've finished the first chapter and all in. Really enjoying it. Now go watch our podcast with Laura. I should do that. I should do that. Tell Me Why released perfectly in the week-to-week basis. Yep. I agree. It was such a good release schedule for that. It was like a TV show where I was excited every time. What was it? Friday came up or Tuesday. I forget what day it released. Yep. That was so good. I agree. If you're going to do episodic games like that, release it week to week to week and be on Game Pass. So there's no barrier to entry at all. Yep. I 100% agree. So you're enjoying it though, Matt? I am enjoying it. Very much so. Okay. 
Okay. I've, I've got a lot well, of questions, well, but we can't. Maybe, I'll talk well, about well, then it let's here. do it. No, maybe we, we do can't. a post show segment when I've done with it. That would be good. Yeah, that's that'd be that. good. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, yeah, I've been, I, I've, I've been playing some games as well. I say games. I've been playing a game in particular that I think the audience will care about. Um, I finally started Tunic, um, which, Ooh. yeah. Um, so I want to say, who said last week? I think it was, who, who was it last week that said that this game shouldn't be compared to like Dark Souls and Demon Souls type games? I Fresh. said Elden Ring. Okay, so I, okay, so I I can't speak on Elden Ring because I haven't started that yet. Almost did, no, but decided no, against it. But go on. My comment last week wasn't uh, denial of the similarities. My comment last week was based off people crediting Elden Ring for Tunic. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't that there aren't similarities yeah. and there aren't like okay. stuff that are similar in the two games and how they approach it that's not what my complaint was I was get this is a hundred percent a souls game let me tell you like that now yeah like i'm only an hour in and it tells you nothing which i think's amazing about it again remember i'm not into i'm usually i'm usually not into the whole not understanding what it is i'm doing but i think they've done a really good job of the the little uh pamphlet type catalog thing that you pick up as you go along i'm so early on there's no spoilers yeah. here so don't worry um and it's like i'm i'm looking at signs and i can't read them because they don't make sense and i'm like huh i'm, I'm actually intrigued to under, like figure out how am i gonna do that and i've gotten to you guys will understand this i've gotten to the first boss uh that's protecting the cave so i've not beat him up i've not beat him yet but i skipped around him to then go get my sword to then come back to fight him again. I lost again, but I'm just, I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, I can see why you guys enjoy these type of games now. In this 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 instance as well, it helps it's a cute fox in a beautiful world with beautiful soundtrack, with beautiful art. Like, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm not getting frustrated yet when I die. So I'm enjoying it. I'm sure that will come. I'm sure I will get frustrated, but... I'm really enjoying it. I'm like, oh, I can't get past these trees. And then I saw, and then, so I had a bad guy hit one of the trees with his sword. And I was like, oh, I need a sword. Okay. So then I'm like, ah, then I found the sword. And I started chopping trees. You know, it's all those things, you know, and I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a really good time with it. Um, will I beat it? I don't know. It depends how hard it gets. That's what the only thing that worries Do me. Does this make you more intrigued to jump into Elden Ring at some point? Not no. even one percent more. I will jump into it because I have to, but I, no. I'm just saying you said cute quite yeah. a bit with the with the fox and yeah. the settings. I'm just saying there's some cute rats in Elden Ring. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm they got good. these glowing eyes. Oh Adorable little fellows. No, I think it's it's knowing that this is a more digestible experience. I've got yeah. to imagine this is yeah. 20 30 hours max i would say like depending on skill level elden ring matt's still chopping away at it 100 hours in or something so you could you could play elden ring faster 100%. i percent. matt's if, like going for like everything if i'm not mistaken and what i would say is um i've only really come up against two bosses where i've got really frustrated in elden ring one was last night um, and that might be because I was ill, but um, and so my head wasn't with it. But but um, they've both been optional bosses, and so you could absolutely skip out on those guys if you wanted. And and yeah, so far I'm not really frustrated with Elden Ring. 
Um, so hmm. I, th- I think you'd be okay. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But for now, I'm playing Tunic. That's, it's a very good game. Probably, Love it. I'm not going to say too much, but yeah, it's uh, very good. Very, very good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Matt, what about... Oh, wait. Who do we get? Yeah, Matt. What about... No, are we done? We're done. We're done it. We're done. Sorry. We're done. I was, yeah, I'm, I was looking at Tunic. He was thinking about Tunic. I was. I was thinking about Tunic. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, well, let's jump into this week's dashboard. Big piece of news that came out of absolutely nowhere. And we've had more and more and more information come out from this as well. And it makes even more, it makes even less sense the more you find out about this. So yes. Embracer Group has acquired Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and their studios from Square Enix. Um, long story short, Embracer Group has snapped up Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal, uh, Square Enix Montreal, and a range of familiar uh, of, of their Western IP, including Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, Legacy of Kane, um, and 50 back catalogue titles from the Japanese publisher. So for people who don't know what embracer group is these are the same people that own Koch media um thq so they own a lot they own a lot and they're very smart about it as well because i didn't know what embracer was when i saw this news drop i had to ask someone in my chat and i was like ah this is when i asked last week for this is what you meant this is what i meant yeah yeah um thq yeah 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 i agree i agree um they bought all these ips for 300 million us dollars uh to be take but sorry to be paid out in cash once the deal fully closes and that should be by september 2022 canada asks why is square enix so dumb they can totally get more money for from their western ips Another question coming in from Top Lifsan. Are you surprised that OTS Embracer Group buying Square Enix Studios opposed to Sony slash Microsoft? Boys, where do we start? Number one, Matt. Why are they so dumb? What's going on here? I don't understand how money works anymore. How is Tomb Raider not worth more than 300 million? Based on all the all the buying of stuff we've seen lately. Because it's not. <laughs> it's not as long as Square Enix is making it. And I think but, Square Enix knows that. But, <sighs> Crash, okay. I just went to a Tomb Raider experience. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about, like, Tomb Raider's got fans. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't have fans. And I'm not saying it doesn't make money. I'm just saying, like, you guys are forgetting, like, the production cost to make a game. That's something that Square Enix won't have to pay anymore. They're getting $300 million dollars flat it's not something that's paid back paid to them over time because sometimes when studios are bought it's not it doesn't come in right away yeah it's also okay. the 1100 employees that now square enix doesn't have to pay for now embracer group has to pay for yeah it's also square enix sucks with their western titles True. they are horrible with them so like where people are saying this is stupid is this the best deal ever like no i think embracer group got a steal but it's also not as outrageous as people are making it seem for square enix to offload this Okay, I've got some numbers for you. So from 1996 yeah. all the way up to 2018, when the last Tomb Raider game came out, how much money do you think... How many units do you think Tomb Raider has sold? It's 80-something million. You looked it up? I, I saw this earlier. 88 million units. Yeah. Huh. 38 for the new trilogy, I think it was. And then there's something like 53 million for the mobile stuff. Yeah. 
Huh. I would have said it was way over that. I would have said it was way over that. Yeah. And that, it's I people think... overestimate yeah. Tomb Raider. And you have to remember that like with the last Tomb Raider game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like that is assumed to be the worst Tomb Raider game of the bunch. So for Square Enix, the, from where they are. Of the, uh, of of the trilogy. Of the, the trilogy. Remake. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant of the bunch. Okay. Not I was going like to say. Everything. Hey, you're yeah. making some sweepings. I was going to say, you played the... No, I made no sweeping statements. You <laughs> just assumed from what I said. Um, you just assumed you said, more you than said, what I said. If you say a of statement the of the bunch, that, that assumes the every game. Yeah, no, but... no, the Square Enix made. That's what it would assume. Not the ones that came before Square Enix. <laughs> Why would I make that comparison? <laughs> I just like to clarify for the audience, Crush. That's a good reason. That clarification is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like Square Enix. I'm not surprised this happened. I'm not. I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen sooner. Square Enix doesn't do great with making and marketing Western games. Yeah, we've seen that time and time again. And also, like a lot, I feel like a lot of the Western games they produce tend to be higher costs to make than some of the Japanese games they make that are like. Uh, smaller uh, JRPGs and things like that. Are, are we surprised that Xbox didn't have a nibble? Right now, no. Not right now with the Activision stuff going on. I don't. I'm not surprised. And it's also like, if somebody else other than Sony's buying them, I'm not surprised that Microsoft's like, we don't have to go super hard for that. True. They still get the titles on their on their on their systems. Um, yeah. And to be honest, the only IP here worth buying is Tomb Raider. Sorry, I said yeah. it. You could make yes. an argument for Deus Ex, no. but like, I feel like that hasn't been hot in so long. No, Tomb Raider is the only IP here that I would have went, oh my god, Xbox have bought Tomb Raider. Deus Ex, don't care. Thief, never been good. It has a nostalgia of the old games, 100%. And then yeah. Legacy of Kane has a cult following, but no, Tomb Raider, yes. But this doesn't stop Xbox from getting a Tomb Raider exclusive, just so people are aware. They could easily yeah, partner true. on on this, and they have done. They partnered with Square to get a timed exclusive off of, um, which was a very weird thing to do back then. But um, yeah, they did it nonetheless. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. What I am surprised about is, um, well, what I won't be surprised about, I should say, is when Sony buy Square now because they've cleared out all the crap IP. They get to just yeah. buy the stuff that's, that they actually care about. And that's perfect. I was, yeah, I was talking to uh, someone yesterday and that's what they mentioned that like some people are speculating Has that that's one of the reasons that uh, they offloaded this. It's, it's easier for them to sell yeah. to a company if it's all from, it's also if it's all from one place because now Square Enix is just Japanese stuff. Yep. Other than I think Avengers doesn't go through just yet until the deal's over with uh Disney yeah. and whatever deals they have like that. I think there's um, a couple which... of games they've still got publishing for, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um there's yeah, there's a couple I think it's yeah, like you said, I think it's Avengers, um I'm struggling to Guardians think what that Galaxy God. possibly because the Disney deal. I um so. I think Outriders is in that list as well. No, nah, Outriders Outri Oh yeah crap, you're I right. Think yeah. in the list as well, yeah. Um but yeah, Avengers, like if, if you guys are Avengers fans, I would start saying your goodbyes because I think once the deal's up with Square Enix, oh, that's you're dead. not getting more out of that. That's Especially like if not, I don't think they're putting up another deal with another company no. to get more stuff to be made for that. No, that's dead. It's dead, 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 dead. Um, yeah, Sony, Sony, Sony are buying them. I want everyone to know. Sony yeah. are buying them. Sony are buying them. Okay, don't. 
Don't think this is not happening. This is a hundred percent. I'm in my head. It's a hundred percent happening. Maybe not yet. How would you feel Maybe about not yet. Buying them? I'm, I'm fine with it. To be honest with you, it'll probably do me a favor. I've always said this. Like, cool. Like, you already do these weird deals anyway around Final Fantasy. I just want to know if you're giving me more reasons to turn on my PS5. I'm always happy. That's all I yeah. want is reasons to turn you on know, my PS5. You know the funny thing is if um Sony buys Square Enix, it creates a whole nother uh competition between the two that uh sort of didn't exist before with uh Microsoft buying Activision. Now it's World of Warcraft against Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's just Good funny point. they keep finding themselves in these predicaments. They're trying to get away from a war that they just keep bringing themselves back to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, Skull and Bones gameplay leak shows combat on foot, expiration, and more. No, not on foot combat. No, I didn't say that. I said shows you combat. Said combat on foot. No, that's not what I said. Listen to what I said. I said yeah. shows. Sh it's a gameplay leak shows combat and on foot. You didn't say that. <laughs> Even, but after the pause, either way, it's a comma. On foot expiration. I said this was going to be on foot. I said this. I mother trucking said this. No one listened to me. No one I'm heard me. No I'm one cared. Thing Where is it? This is not. This is not. Pull it up. This is not what you were selling. It's, it, Unless pull Matt it up. disagrees that this is what you were selling. Pull I don't feel like. Read it. I feel like this is you being disingenuous read to what you're it. No, you're, you're, read you're it. misunderstood me. Read Look it. at your face. You know that you're being disingenuous to your argument. Absolutely not. Absolutely uh, not. What did I say? For those who don't know, oh, if you're new it? to it, if you're new to the, the My Xbox and Me podcast, I'm pretty sure me and Matt P had a bet on this. And I, I said there would 100% be on... Well, I didn't say on foot expiration. I said like on foot... I don't know my exact wording. Chris wrote Third it down. Person Third person actually Third person action and adventure. Is that what I said? Do you consider like walking through hub areas and stuff like that third person action adventure? No, 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 no. I'm not, if that's all this is, if that is all this is, is third person walking through a hub world, no combat at all, I will concede because that okay. would be disingenuous of me. But okay. it is looking in your favor for me. It's right looking now. in my mother trucking favor. I don't care if the guy can throw a cannonball at someone. That is action so adventure. As as he does That's action. There's action there. So what right? if it's you're walking around and you're solving puzzles on like an island or something? Do you consider that action adventure? I think we're being very flippant with the word action adventure, but like that they do in the awards. This would go in the action adventure category, all right? And that's where I was 100% that's where my brain was well, okay, going. Okay, so then, question. Do you want to leave this up to the video game awards on whether you get it? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> because then it has to be nominated. Otherwise, oh, we're all screwed. Then we're all screwed. Yeah, true, true. There's no way this game gets nominated. As, right? long, as, it's, as long as it's not, you never know. This year, action adventure games... There's a lot of good action Well, we don't know when this is coming out, to be fair. So, let me keep reading. Gameplay from Ubisoft's Pirate Games Gone Bones has leaked online, giving us a look at several mechanics, including Navy combat and on-floor, on-floor, Jesus, on-foot exploration. In this version of the game, Skull and Bones um, gameplay revolves around a hub area, similar to the tower uh, from Destiny 2, that the player will frequent in order to craft items... That seems actiony to me. Visit shops. Seems actiony. Take on missions and so on. The hub world uh, called San 
Saint Annie, I think I said that wrong, is the, quote, cent the centre of the pirate activity, and thus where players will are encouraged to socialise through emotes and organise their teams uh, up to three players. Guys, I think I'm going to win a bet, finally. I generally I think, think I, don't, so. I don't think I am going to win a bet. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. The more, the more and more. I haven't actually seen this gameplay yet, um, which is a, a shame. Lot of, I, I haven't a either. Lot I got pulled stuff. right away. Yeah, it will do. I, I wasn't able to find it. You saw him up? Uh, I saw bits. I saw bits. A lot of boat, a lot of, a lot of boat action. I mean, that's, that's some, good. That's good. Some cutscenes of right, people that's jumping from boat to boat. <laughs> And so we'll see. I heard I heard the jumping from boat to boat. Um and I haven't seen it, so I don't really know how much you've seen, but from what people were saying is the jumping from boat to boat is they jump to the boat and then they play a cutscene and then you're back on your boat. Actiony. It's like, that action cutscene. Cut for... Super actiony. Yes, exactly that crash is what I witnessed. Got it. Um we'll see. This game's been in development for eight years, guys. Wild. Wild. It's gonna be a that crazy is, no, no, no. Do you know why that's even wilder? That because that tells me how long I've been in the industry now. Because <laughs> so when was it shown? If it's been development eight, when was it shown? Seven, six. Yeah, I guess. Gotta be right. <sighs> so Skull and Bones was revealed five years ago in 2017. Okay, cool. There you go. And oh, suffered I mean... delay after delay, and has reportedly been in development for eight years. <sighs> wow. Is it going to be ah. good? No. You don't think it can even satisfy the audience that it's going for? Who is that? I, I think the people <laughs> There's who people love out there that love CFIs, Sea of Thieves. There's people that I love think, Sea of Thieves. I, I don't think it satisfies Sea of Thieves people. I think no. it satisfies the group of people who really enjoy the boat combat in Assassin's Creed and who would have loved this right after they played Black Flag, which we've mentioned before. Like, this game's just too far gone to, like, capture the audience that i think it would have needed to even if it is good and i i think there's a possibility that it comes out and it is a good boat combat game but how many people want a boat combat game right now i reckon this is gonna do well i've got a really so? weird feeling yeah i don't know ubisoft have just ubisoft the ubisoft number one question yeah do you think it goes free to play no no they gotta recoup the cost, right? They have to. Eight years. <laughs> Eight yeah. years. They've gotta they've gotta make some of that money back. No way. And microtransactions uh... are not gonna cover it. <laughs> Do you think it's a full sixty dollar game? Yeah. Got it. Do you think it's like a big uh Sea of Thieves y like multiplayer thing or No. Mm, yeah, yeah, mm. Co op or multiplayer? I think no, I think there's going to be, I think we're going to be able to, all three of us are going to be able to get together in our ships and go and fight a bunch of other ships. I don't think we're going to be on the same ship. Yeah. Which makes, it'd be weird if we're all three on the same ship, but we're not moving around exactly. and there's no third person aspect to it. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If it's a big Sea of thieves -y, like the three of us can get our ships together and go fight another load of random people uh, with ships and shit. Um, are those ships NFTs? Moving on. The long-delayed <laughs> Prince, uh, Prince of Persia remake has a new studio. Ubisoft has announced that Prince of Persia, the Sand of Time remake, is now being handled by Ubisoft Montreal, who created the Sands of Time 
trilogy. The project was originally in development uh, over at Ubisoft Perun and Ubisoft uh, Mabea, uh, two of the company's studios in India. Quote, the decision is an important step and the team building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft uh, Prior and Marbella, uh, will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experience this remake uh, of an all-time classic when it's ready, said in a statement on Twitter. Is I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to say this. I know this game is beloved by people, but an all-time classic. Yeah, pretty good yeah. game. Yeah, good game. I, I would call it an all-time classic. Yeah, wow. I think it's moving out of like the the mind space for a lot of people. But like you have to remember at the time, like if you look at games that came out in that period, it yeah. would for sure be one of the top games and considered a classic of that See, period. This was one of those PS2 games I weren't on board with. I weren't feeling it at the time. I was, I wasn't. I was too busy playing FIFA. I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> casual gamer, you know. <laughs> I was casual gamer hardcore then. I was, I was. I can't, I can't lie. I can't lie. Uh, last story is one that matters to me a lot and I'm sure to anyone who enjoys FIFA. FIFA is finally starting testing crossplay. Uh, crossplay is finally arriving in FIFA 22, quote, in the near future, end quote, for players on PS5, Xbox Series X, and Google Stadia. But it will just be for tests now. The feature allows players to play together online regardless of platform. Uh, will only be introduced in a testing stage, however, will however and will only be available for online sessions and online friendlies ea hasn't said when the test will begin or how long it might last for question yes does online seasons and online friendlies mean no fifa ultimate team yes it does mean that so does anybody give a shit about this there's still people that care yeah i think you gotta remember how casual an audience fifa is and to, to be able to just play imagine it imagine i know you and your friends are playing shooters but imagine it was you and your one best friend who he happened to pick up the ps5 and you happened to pick up the xbox and you both love fifa and you just can never play against each other unless you're sat in the room with each other now yeah. that can be gone. And I think the reason this is in testing and it's going to be like this is because they're waiting to implement it into the next game so they can come out with FIFA 23, which we think is the last FIFA, by the way. Until... Until... Because oh, obviously the, the right is gone. Yeah. So I think this is them trying to get goodwill with the player base as well, EA, where they're like, look, we finally figured it out. And then the, the reason as well with Ultimate Team that makes it hard on that is the markets. So mm. the markets are the 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 player market is very different across Xbox and PlayStation and oh, PC. Really? Yes, the price of players are all different across all three oh. platforms. So it would kind of be unfair to put crossplay out there because some players are cheaper to buy on Xbox than they are on PlayStation, etc., yeah. etc. Et so for the next game, I reckon it's going to be one marketplace across all all three. So it allows them to test this out. They got it working, and then go from there. Yeah, I was going to say that this is just a test right now, so I wouldn't be surprised if Ultimate Team ends up being in the cards for a uh, crossplay. Not for this game, but yeah, in the next future game, iterations of it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I would love to see the numbers of how many people are playing on Stadia. Yeah, I it can't know. be many. 
I'd love to know just the numbers of people who are playing Stadia, period. Yeah, but then again, that's what I mean. I got myself, uh, as you know, shout out to Koch Media, they sent me a Quest 2, so I finally have VR. And um, I was thinking that about this. I was, playing, I was playing a game and I saw the pricing for some of the games. And I was like, how many of us are actually playing on the Quest though? Like, is there that many of us out there that are playing Quest? I don't know. I think at least in comparison to Stadia, there is like this hardcore VR community, right? I like, I, like there's VR a hardcore, there's a hardcore Stadia community, community bro. Is yes, there? Yeah. yes. The Nerf Report, a friend of friend of the show, Nerf Report, he is on Stadia. Let me tell you. He gets hate from the Stadia community sometimes. Like, that's how you know there's a community when there's hate, all right? That's how you know. So, yeah, no, yeah, there definitely is. There definitely is. Fair enough. I don't I don't get it. Like, surely they own a console as well, but... Oh, man, do you remember you watching that Stadia? pesky downloads. Do you remember, do you remember watching that Stadia conference? I remember, man. I remember. And being like, oh, maybe this could be cool. Well, yeah, I watch use... a YouTube video and then play the game right out. Oh, dude, that it all sounded too good to be true. <laughs> really? Dude, like it too did. good. I use Xbox Cloud Gaming. Like I'm all for the the cloud gaming future, I believe. Just Google just fumbled the ball. Obviously. Obviously. Let's see what he did there. FIFA ball. I, I don't think there's anything Google could have done to make Stadia a success other than buy studios. Buy studios, invest in first party. Yeah, but investing investing in first party is sort of like the issue Microsoft had. Yeah. Where like, it takes too long. You have to buy studios at some point. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't have a Game Pass, right? You pay. No, you have to buy every You have to buy game. all your games. I'll be honest with That's you. That's how they fucked it. That was the big thing with the Oculus when I put it on my head. I was like, oof. Damn. I've got to buy yeah. games again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no demos. There ain't no. There, well, I downloaded a couple I, of demos. I downloaded oh, really? a couple of demos, but yeah. And I can't. Haley's used it more than me, but she refuses to buy a game. She keeps watching <laughs> YouTube VR experiences, and I'm like, "Help me out, air woman." But she, yeah, but you, she's she's strange. Well, you're gonna say something else. Keep watching. No, something nah, else. No, no, you're disgusting. Let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of here. Matt, you can plug first, you animal. Go to the YouTube channel and hit subscribe and hit the bell and leave comments on the YouTube videos because we always talk about how you can leave questions in the Discord and Twitters, but you can also do it in the YouTube comments. True. And there are several points uh, in this video, in this video version of the podcast, where I am laughing hysterically, and you'll only get that if you go watch the thing. The thing. I love it. Chris, what you got to plug the this thing. week? Uh, I want to shout out everybody who left, who's left, who been leaving questions for like the last two weeks. I haven't had a need to ask for questions in Discord. They've been just dropping them throughout the week. Sure. I love that. Keep it up. It's fantastic. Don't mess it up now, everyone. Don't mess it up now. I'm not Keep putting that much pressure, pressure on you guys. If you guys got no questions, you guys got no questions. I'll be there to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go drop a review on the podcast if you can. If you're new around here, uh, we didn't speak about it this week because I checked my one and I had nothing. Um, I checked two. Yeah, I'd love it if you guys could go and review us five stars over on Apple. I don't care if you have to grab your nan's phone, your uncle's phone, your, your dad's phone. I don't really give two rats who it is. Go and drop us a five-star review and leave us some actual feedback on how we can improve the show. Segments, suggestions, we are looking for it all. The My Xbox and Me Discord talk part in the channel, we are always looking at that. So if you have suggestions for the show and things you'd love to see us do, we are willing 
and listening to you. Um, I've been MC Fixer. That's been Crash. That's been Matt P Video. And until next time, we will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Oh, goodbye.